0: You're listening to Minor Talk on demand exclusively on 600 ESPN El Paso. Stay up to date with Minor Talk by downloading the free 600 ESPN El Paso mobile app. Minor Talk is back. We're presented by the Oscar Adietta Agency. Check them out online, oscaradiettaagency.com for home, auto, life, or even business commercial insurance needs. That's the Oscar Adietta Agency, the presenting sponsors here on Minor Talk. We were not out at the District West, uh, but we We will be out there on Saturday. We have so much to talk about when it comes to UTEP hoops tonight. Bradley defeats UTEP 63-59 in the championship round of the SoCal Challenge. We've got Galindo here. We've got uh, Alberto Reta here. We've got our co-host Sal Montes here. It is a full house, Sal. Tonight, uh, we've got a group of four. It's right before Thanksgiving. I'm sure a lot of you will listen to us on Thanksgiving as you get ready uh, and prep for the big day so we're thankful to all our minor talk listeners but before we get uh, to the sentiments before we get to all of that let's give out our first reactions our immediate instant reactions after this one we'll do a round table thought uh and and we'll go off and, and give our thoughts on this one right now and then we'll just jump into phone calls at 915-505-6009 look this one was, was back and forth it was a really competitive game and the way i saw this one was they didn't get an A-plus game from Zid Powell, but in the end, it was Tay Hardy who made the big shots for the Miners and helped the Miners come back into it despite being down as much as nine points with less than two minutes to go in this game. Otis Frazier had 11. Tay Hardy had 15. Zid Powell and Calvin Solomon both uh, fought their way to eight points apiece, uh, but the Miners offensively struggled. It was their elite defense that kept them in this game. The Miners had 19 turnovers on offense, and we We've seen the Miners get a little sloppy as of late offensively and have turnovers. Well, tonight it showed. I mean, they they had almost 20 turnovers in this game, and their offense held them back, but their defense kept them in the game. You can look back to the way that they closed out the first half. You could look at the sluggish start to the game. You could point out uh, points in the second half where the Miners fell into scoring slumps, but the bottom line is when this one came down to the wire. UTEP fought their way back. They were resilient in their uh, efforts to try to come back in this game. I truly believe Bradley is an NCAA tournament team. Not to to, uh, overly give them credit after this one, Uh, but the point is I felt like the Miners had an opportunity to win this one throughout the matchup and unfortunately for them they just could not pull this one off on the road. And I feel like this one my takeaway from this one is this is the learning moment for UTEP on the Road losing to a better team in Bradley that will be better for them in the long run. Maybe they lose tonight to Bradley and eventually win against a better team like Liberty down the season. Uh, I think that this team was uh, you know is much better than they played tonight, and I think they will show that uh, throughout the season. Let's go over around the room and let's let's get instant reactions after this one. Sal, we'll start with you. Your thoughts? Uh, Bradley getting another victory over the Miners. Remember, we were just recently talking about yeah. this. Sun Bowl Invitational. Minor talk is old enough to remember the (laughs) Sun Bowl Invitational when Bradley defeated UTEP uh, here in El Paso. How did you see this one?
1: Yeah, I think uh I think we got to see Bradley's uh best rise to the occasion, all be the exception of uh, of one that being Dean Duke, which or Duke Dean I should say, who I think uh UTEP did a, a really good job on, but um guys were able to rise to the occasion pretty much all night for Bradley. They were quick to spots, especially on defense. Um, you know, not allowing UTEP to get comfortable and seeing how Utep would um would adjust to that was going to be key. And I, I think fairly most, um, rather fairly, but for the most part, uh, the biggest difference in the game was that final two possessions in the first half uh, where Bradley got turnovers and turned them into points because uh, really, what's 63 minus 59? It's four. And they got four points there. Other than that, they were fairly even uh, throughout the whole game.
0: Yeah, it's a really good point, Sal. That end of the first half, we called it when it was happening, and it just felt like an absolute collapse by the UTEP offense. Alberto, let's go to you next. Uh, You give me your thoughts. Bradley defeats UTEP. Give me your instant takeaways after this one.
2: Well, I like what I saw from the Miners. You know, they had a lot of fight in them the whole game, but I just don't think that you can expect to beat such a good team like Bradley is, you know, a team that's uh, coming off of postseason success. You can't expect to beat them with 19 turnovers. You know, then you, know, you had a sec- you had a second half where you were stagnant in offensively. You know, guys like your guy like Calvin Solomon doesn't get his buckets of the second half until like I think it was like two minutes left in the fourth. Yeah. In the, in the In the last in the second half, so like you can't have that. I think that the miners need to be better offensively all around if they want to win and they want to win these big games. You know, this next game against Loyola Marymount is is going to be is going to be crucial. They need to. Get hot. They need to go on long runs. That's what they didn't do in this game. Get go on a long run long enough to get yourself back in this game.
0: Yeah, I I think there's another side to this. You know, I'm accepting that UTEP didn't play well offensively, and that's why they lost this game. But I I think you bring up a good point, Alberto. You kind of have to hold them accountable too, Uh, and especially against zone defenses. When a defense like Bradley goes with a zone approach, UTEP tends to struggle. And for whatever reason, Joe Golden coached teams. Uh, Struggle against the zone offensively. And, you know, it was evident in this game here. Uh, Zay, let's go to you. Your instant takeaways, your instant reactions after this game.
3: Yeah, obviously a disappointing loss from UTEP, but, um, you know, this is a good Bradley team. They're going to be playing in March, no matter if it's the NIT, the NCA tournament. They're going to be playing there, and uh, UTEP was in it. UTEP was in it. They faced adversity, you know, especially in that first half. There was times where I'm watching this game, I'm thinking this can get out of hand so quickly, right? But they, they really adjusted to how, you know, the flow of the game was going, and uh, they really shut down Bradley um, offensively in that, in that second half, right? They didn't even hit a single three of the Braves, so, you know, it, it's a bad, it's not a bad loss at all obviously YouTube had their opportunities to win and it's disappointing that they didn't you know capitalize on them but you know I'm, I'm more looking at this is how are they going to respond to a loss like this is this going to you know linger and it's going to hurt them later on the season or is this just going to be for the better like you said is this going to be you know the type of loss that YouTube can build on and say hey you know that Bradley loss prepared us for a win against Liberty or could it
0: be a reality check uh, hey, I mean, on the flip side of it, we have to just throw out that possibility. Could it be a reality check that UTEP is better, right? I mean, we can all see it. I think everybody across college hoops who, who's watched this team right now understands UTEP is a much better team in 2023-24 than they were last year in 22-23. So I, I would say that they are improved for sure, but maybe we look back on this game as well and think, oh, no, was this a reality check as far as where UTEP is? They're not quite an any. NCAA tournament team yet, like Bradley, and they're almost there. They can compete with them, uh, but they're not there yet. So it's going to go one of two ways. It could catapult them forward or maybe be a reality check as to where they are uh, as a team and as a program. Our telephone number here to get started, 915-505-6009. First up on the program, we got a friend of the program, Benjamin Kaplowitz, who was on location. He was actually at the game at the SoCal Challenge watching the championship round of UTEP and Bradley. Benjamin, it's great to talk to you over the phone. Give me your instant reactions after this game.
4: I think we could have won the game if Zid Powell played a little better. Like I saw him stretching on the sideline. He just didn't seem like himself. I thought if he played a little better and we could have had a better start to the first half and end, I thought we could have won that game
0: yeah I think that's a really good point point. and you know what um, I heard the same thing that Zid Powell was stretching on the sidelines getting something uh, worked on him I remember before the season started hearing something about a hamstring for Zid Powell and maybe this is lingering Benjamin that's my concern is that I don't want this to be lingering moving forward if uh, Zid Powell is one of UTEP's most valuable players uh, hint hint at one of our talking points here on Minor Talk uh, that's a little bit of a concern to me because when he didn't have a, a great game with UTEP, you saw what happened. Now on the flip side, Benjamin, they, he didn't have a great game and UTEP was almost, uh, you know, they were pretty much a possession or two away from actually winning this game. So maybe you look at it from that perspective too and realize that UTEP defensively, they were elite, even though Zid Powell on offense just didn't give them a lot. Yeah.
4: Cause I saw LMU, We play LMU next, right?
0: Right, that's right.
4: Yeah. So I saw that LMU lost to Oakland, and I think we have a a good chance of winning this game, but it's still, I mean, it's still a big game next game. If we can win that, then we're back on track. Six and
0: one, I think that's, that's Yeah, that is big, especially first week on the road of the season. Benjamin, that's a really good point real quick. While I have you, Benjamin, I'm going to put you on the okay. spot. Who do you think is this team's most valuable player? Who is this team's best player and who is the player that doesn't get enough respect? Okay. So who's their most valuable player, their best player and the player that doesn't get the most respect on this team in your eyes. I think
4: that's got to go to Calvin Solomon. I think he's just so good, and, like, he's been with us from last season and this season. I think he's a really good player, and he can help our team a lot in the kind of future.
0: Okay. All right. You t- yeah. He takes the award for all three of them for you.
4: Yeah, I think Calvin Solomon pretty much gets all of them. I mean, maybe Ben Powell for most underrated players. Okay. I like it. As well. Yeah, he hasn't played as well the last two games, but first two games, What, 20 points and
0: 16 points? Man, you know your UTEP hoops, Benjamin. Good stuff, man. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, Appreciate you chiming in all the way out on the West Coast. Safe travels back home to El Paso, and I appreciate you weighing in here. As we continue, uh, you heard from Benjamin Kaplowitz. Uh, we're going to post it on social media right now on X, formerly known as Twitter. This is what we're asking people right now. Who do you think is the most valuable player on this UTEP basketball team? Who is the best player? And then who is the player that doesn't get enough respect on UTEP. Respond to us, 600 ESPN El Paso on social media, or give us a call 915-505-6009. Uh, more on this game here, guys. The Miners have 19 turnovers, and they force 15 defensively. That just goes to show you what they do defensively to stay in this game. But offensively, that's where uh, I'm pointing fingers. At guy, I mean, look, Sid Powell in this game, 2 for 10 from the field, 8 points. He had 5 rebounds. He's Still contributed uh, in a big way, but he did have five turnovers. So while he had uh, peaks, he also had valleys in this game. Love the thunderous dunk by Zid Powell in this game. Tay Hardy, fifteen points, but he was five of twelve from the field. He made six of, uh, f- excuse me, three of six from beyond the arc, and he also grabbed five rebounds along with three steals in thirty-three minutes of action. So you could look at highlights like that, but guys, I look at four turnovers from Calvin Solomon. I look at three turnovers from the freshman David Terrell Jr., and those are the plays that I think this team is going to have to go back in the film sessions, watch, and see how they improve on that, Sal, how, how they kind of fix the turnover situation, which has been a bit of an issue, at, I guess, as of the last week, wouldn't you yeah. say?
1: no, definitely. They went from uh, taking – Rather good control of the ball, you know, within the first couple of games. And albeit, I think that competition was a bit more inferior, so to speak. So now that Fair. they're kind of on a on an even playing field, so to speak, they're going against teams who can get to the ball a little bit quicker. And we and we saw Bradley just be a, a step quicker on uh, on passes by UTEP tonight, and UTEP did as well on their end. But I think they're going to have to figure out ways to um, really just distribute the ball um, before shots, because we saw the half court offense today very lack. Cluster. They're solid in transition. I think that's when they're at their best. But they, I think, they got to figure out the passing situation because they they got guys who can finish. It's just, can they have a good look? And it was trouble tonight.
0: Seven turnovers against UC Santa Barbara, twenty-one against Austin P, thirteen against Cal, and then nineteen tonight against Bradley. Alberto, you're
2: concerned on this or no? Uh, a little bit. I think that just playing off of what you said I think the five turnovers from Zid Powell that's just really what alarms me the most I guess it's just as I was telling you pregame is just I think that this team is gonna is it, it, it banks on him it needs him to play really well you know I think that if we get him going get Calvin Solomon going and you get Tay Hardy going then this team is gonna have a lot of success because you'd have to guard all three guys you know and UTEP needs him to distribute the cheese a lot better and today it was just a really ugly look you know
0: so, so that's how you see it, right? It's not necessarily on the flip side uh, with the turnovers. Zay, do you see anything differently?
3: Yeah, no, I think you know these are things that, that can be fixed, um, especially now that you have you know film against really you know good teams, right? You you can you can go back and you can see where you where you went wrong, and these are things that can be fixed and they have to be fixed if you tip on to be contender
0: hey uh bradley is definitely a contender i agree with uh what some of our previous callers and and even what our brain trust here is saying right now calling them uh a future ncaa uh, championship type of team that's really who they are hey we'll get to robert real in just a second first let's go to uh some of the responses we've got so far on social media uh and let's get started tonight with tristan pence he goes with a uh uh, you know he goes with two posts on social media x formerly known as Twitter, and this is how he gets started here tonight. Number one, he says the miners gave a great effort and quite frankly won the hustle stats. This game was lost on the inexplicably bad five, uh, bad final 30 seconds before half. Coach Joe Golding has to do a better, better job of having the right personnel on the court when the Miners have the final shot before half. Number two, moving forward, the Miners are playing with great effort and passion. If they can clean up the turnovers and become more cohesive in the half-court offense, they will contend for a CUSA title. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Hashtag MinerTalk. Good, good uh, post there, Tristan. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your wife and your whole family, so appreciate you chiming in and listening to us. Chi-Town Miner, love our freshman David Terrell, but his inexperience showed on those last few possessions of the first half. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey Bernstein, Posted this, we aren't playing very good at all offensively, but our defense is keeping us in the game that is good for the future. This coming in from Chi-Town Miners. They look like a conference champion uh, champion in the Missouri Valley. Hopefully Bradley has a good year. Number 14 for them is really good. Yeah, number 14 for them is fantastic. Leon's, I thought UTEP did a good job on Leon's, but uh, he still got to 13 points. I told Sal at one point he's going to get to double figures in score scoring he's just gonna grind it out and that's exactly what he just grinded it out against the minors he had four turnovers playing sloppy ball at one point utep thought they had him figured out and then he started to uh get some buckets go on his side
3: yeah, you know, he's, yeah, he's a really good, he's a really good player. Uh, he leads Bradley in scoring and rebounding, so it was just a matter of time before he got some buckets, and they came at um, or inopportune times for the Miners, right? It felt like, you know, some of those buckets he had, they, they're really tough shots that he's hitting on, you know, these UTEP bigs, and it's just like,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. uh, 915 Sun City Caper did not like the officiating. He said, all night consistently, UTEP drove the ball, Bradley left their feet, and uh, UTEP created contact and didn't get rewarded at 600 ESPNL Passage. Did you guys feel that way? Sal, what do you think?
1: Uh, not really. I, I mean, look at the second half as well. They were in the bonus, what, six or seven minutes into the second yeah, half? Yeah, 14 minutes. And, and yeah. uh, the Miners also had one extra free throw. So I, I get it, but... Um, Stats don't show. They they don't show it. Yeah, Utah benefited a lot.
0: Yeah, I think that if you want to argue the whistle should have been called, you probably say that both ways, right? They just kind of let this one play Mm -hmm. out on both sides. Um, To our question earlier on our minor hoops question, we've seen six games so far. Who do you think is the most valuable player on this team? Who is the best player and a player that does not get enough respect on UTEP? Let's ask Robert. Who's next on the phone lines right now? Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. Our telephone number. Robert. Good evening. First, give us your instant reactions after Bradley beats UTEP.
5: So I'll uh, I'll say you know what it wasn't a bad loss. I think you know Brad. I mean everyone's going to talk about that first half. Any you know it was a bad ending you know they had all the momentum bradley did and utep you know didn't falter they came back and they fought you know and i think that's a positive thing to look at you know they didn't back down they fought to the end and you know turnovers hurt them Um, i i think a lot of those turnovers you know brad was great defense from bradley but at the same time it was you know just miscues stuff that can get cleaned up and i think you know i can be seen that as from a positive and hopefully they can use this loss to help them down the road, just like you guys say.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's two ways to look at it, right? I mean, one side that you they catapult themselves from this loss, right? They, they, get, they don't get too down on themselves and they win on Saturday, which I think is a, a key game for the Miners. You don't want to go one and two on the road on your first road swing when you have Oregon in December, you have Abilene Christian in December, and both those teams are top 150 teams. Oregon a top 50 team in the country, so you need to go two and one on this road swing in my opinion just in order to boost your own resume for UTEP uh, but you tell me as far as the MVP as far as the best player on this team and as far as the player that you feel that doesn't get enough respect but should get more respect who are your three in those three categories
5: so MVP I'll give it to Tay I mean he's been playing the best ball uh, to start the year best player I still think it's exists I just think the way he plays the game he's just dominant and then an under under the radar pick I would say would be Kevin Calu. I think this mm. little tournament um, he's been playing. He played a real solid ball down low. You know he had a big task against Amac uh, against in the Cal game. Yes, and he held his own. I mean Amac was still. I mean he's still going to get his. But I think Kevin Calu when it mattered most he held his own against Amac and I really like how he played this tournament.
0: Wow. So you have not sold your Calu stock, Robert. You know this uh, basketball team. You're in on Kevin Calu. Oh
5: yeah, I mean, is he gonna be the guy that drops a double double every game? No, but I think he's just that guy that's gonna get scrappy down low and you know make get those certain rebounds when you need them and just you know get those feeds. If he can just play, you know, solid down low and just get his nice six points, eight boards a game, you know, I think he's playing his role and I think that'll be a big help. Okay, we got the guards to score. It's just a matter of him doing the dirty work okay
0: all right I got you marked down as uh as a member of the Kevin Calu uh fan club not the president member you're you're a general member of that a good stuff Robert hey I appreciate the phone call I appreciate your thoughts on the awards uh Zay you shook your head um Alberto I think you agreed on that one let's let's get some thoughts uh you you started off say with Kevin Callu.
3: Yeah, you know, I get why people see, you know, upside in Kevin Kalou. He has spurts where he's like, okay, you know, this guy can play his role perfectly. He can be, you know, he can just be there. But other times when he's just there, it hurts the team so much. It's a matter of, you know, are you going to get a consistent Kevin Kalou? And we just have not seen Kevin Kalou give you good, consistent minutes. And um, obviously we know why he's on the floor so much, right? You don't have that many options, you know, at the you know, at that four, at that five position. And uh, he's a really good defender, especially, you know, on ball screens. But, you know, you have to provide something else in that. We've been seeing the same thing since Kevin Callu was a freshman. You know, that, that development has just not been, you know, as, as – he hasn't taken that jump, and you need to see him take that jump for UTEP's sake. For what he is, Alberto, are you okay with Kevin Callu What's your thoughts? I'm just not
2: ready to give up on him. I think that we have him on a really short leash, or, or we want him to be on a shorter leash. But, I mean, today he had seven boards, so he led the team in boards. I think that the team it, we can't give up on him. Like Zay was saying, we just don't have too many. Op- the team doesn't have too many options, you know. So they need to figure out what to do if they're going to give up on him, which I w- wouldn't wouldn't suggest. You know, I'd rather see him develop in, into the into the later stages of the of the season. You know, so. I don't. I don't. I think he could play a lot better, but we'll see what happens. I, kn- I know we were talking about the stretch that UTEP's about to go on, and th- these next couple games are kind of important. Sal, I'm going to give you over unders, okay? And then I want to get your full Kevin Callu
0: thoughts because okay. I think I think you and I have been uh, Zay was bringing up inconsistent. The word inconsistent. I think you and I have been the most consistent <laughs> when it comes to talking about Kevin Callu Okay, over under fifty games that Kevin Callu has played in his college career. Over under. over 62 correct okay. uh over under 3 points a game he averaged uh, he is averaging in his career in his career yes 3 uh, points over under i'm going
1: to say over under 2.9 points per game for Kevin Callu wait 2.9 cuz he has 4.8 this year and that doesn't count today
0: correct i'm calling career i'm calling i'm saying this like, uh, his career average points okay
1: um okay i see why it's under two okay or three
0: yeah, exactly. So that all right, let's go uh let's go how many total rebounds a game that he has in his career, not not this year specifically what he's averaging this year. Uh in his career as a rebounder, are we talking over under 4 rebounds a game? Oh, under. Yep, that is right. 3.3. 3. So for me uh I, I don't know. You tell me so. You give me your Kevin Callu thoughts.
1: I uh, I think um I think these last three games, there's been a higher upside, but... We talk about consistency. I think the consistency is there. It's just not in the way that we want it. I, I think it's more so he's not meeting the expectations of uh, the potential that people have in mind. Because when we look at Cal and, um, and Austin P, and what we'll, we'll even bring in today as well, I'm going to read these numbers off to you. Uh, five points, Austin P, six points against Cal, six points tonight as well. So that's pretty consistent. Austin P, five rebounds. Cal, five rebounds. And for tonight, he, uh, he had seven rebounds, so a little bit better there. But he's in that, that four to six range um, when it comes to those those categories. And, you know, you expect more than about average of five points per game from Kalu, his third year. You expect more than about five rebounds, especially if he's going to be that dirty work guy. I think he's been playing a bit cleaner. He, he played a lot cleaner today, and he was more reliable. But are we going to see that next game? That's what we want to see. Can you be more efficient, and can you uh, stay out of foul trouble?
0: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I think that we we know that he's gonna be on any given night UTEP's best defender in the uh interior. Uh, he can switch on other defenders, sure, but offensively he's just not going to give you much. That's where he's he's not necessarily going to be a liability. He's just going to be the putback guy. He's not gonna he's going to struggle from the free throw line, and he won't be as polished on offense as he is on defense. That's just who Kevin Callow is. So when he steps on the floor, you're just going to know that he's going to be the defensive specialist for this team, not the guy who's going to score points. Uh, like Robert mentioned, you know he's it's going to be the guards who are going to carry the scoring scoring load when uh, Kevin. Calu is on the floor. If it's not a uh, Calvin Solomon uh, beside him, hey Leo Miner fan, uh, Leo Miners fan who has not checked in for a while has finally checked in with us. We miss him. He says, "Be it the zebras calling it or bad uh, or not, Bradley's defense um, and they were good. I don't think we can confidently say that UTEP's outside shooting is an asset yet. Do we see Calu grow some in SoCal? I'd still take this team over Joe." golding's first two seasons and i'm still humbly excited for this year hashtag minor talk to the point about outside shooting man come on i'm what what you, uh leo you know this basketball program they're shooting under thirty percent right now from beyond the arc, and that is uh, continuously, or I mean, uh, continues to be a problem for this team. Tay Hardy making the team's only three uh, three pointers before Zid Powell made a desperate uh, desperation three pointer late in the game. I mean, that just tells you everything you need to know about the three point shooting or lack thereof from this team right now. They just don't have the outside perimeter s- scoring that they need. And Sal, this uh, is a carryover from last year. They didn't have a perimeter scoring last year, and they don't seem to have it early on into the season this year.
1: And I, I think a, a large part of that is you see some shots that, in reality, they should just not be going up. I think they're heat-check shots when – they're not even hot from the floor. We see some clean looks. Those are the threes that you want to take. Otherwise, you're an extremely athletic team. Use that to your advantage. They've been benefiting from the whistle, um, you know, I want to say pretty much all year. They, they've been able to get to the line. Now, finishing is another story. They, they've been better these last couple of games, but... Stop trying to force things that aren't there. I think that's what's kind of, um, you know, leading the way when it comes to getting in these scoring droughts is they're playing in desperation mode. and, And I get the sense of urgency, but there's a fine line between sense of urgency and desperation.
0: Zay, Zay, your thoughts on the three-point shooting?
1: Yeah, you know, this was a
3: a worry, you know, coming um, into the season because outside of Corey Camper, other newcomers, not many of them could shoot, right? Zit Powell, I guess he can hit a three now and then, but he shot under 30% at Buffalo last year. Um, Elijah Jones, another guy, I guess you could say, he can hit one every once in a while, but he's not a consistent shooter, you know, from that forward spot. And uh, obviously, you know, David Sorrell's a guy who, you know, he's not going to light it up from three. He didn't do that at Man. So, you know, you want to see guys like John Dos Sanchos, you know, that's that's his role, right? You want him to be, you know, that stretch four and he has not been that for you this year. Uh Corey Camper Jr., you know, he he was cold today, 1 of 5, 0 well for 2 from the 3. So, you know, that's a big that's something that you know, we're going to have to watch. Can Utep get it going consistently uh from the perimeter?
0: Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. That's that's one of the worries that this team uh that I have around this team right now, but um not not uh, one of those that I think that hurts them or holds them back from going far in conference USA, not one that should be an excuse for them, just one that they should grow from and get better from. So uh, there you go right there. Hey, our telephone number here on the program, 915-505-6009. We're asking people uh, a minor hoops question. Who is the most valuable player on this team, in your opinion, the best player on this team, and the player that doesn't get enough respect on UTEP through six games so far? King Eric, this is what he says. The MVP... Tay Hardy best player Zid Powell player that doesn't get enough respect either Otis Frazier or Elijah Jones really good uh, list right there King Eric I like it Um, I you know what I came into this one pretty dead set on who I'm going to say I'm going to keep the list that I had but I really, I kind of want to change it now. I might, I might be convinced by the brain trust over here by Alberto Sal and Zay. we'll get their thoughts here in just a second. But first, let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Nine one five five zero five six zero zero nine. It's Milkman who's next up with us. Milkman, happy pre-Thanksgiving, my friend. What's going on?
6: Hey, how's it going? Again? Uh, ha- happy, happy pre-Thanksgiving to you as well. Um, so <laughs> uh, I got to ask. On Monday night I was watching the game and I, I had to work the next day, so I watched it in bed without waking up my wife and uh I, I I loved watching the game, but I gotta ask you,
7: did you have a minor talk at two in the morning?
0: No, no. Admittedly we didn't, Milkman. You would have been listening okay. to us. Come on, you would have you would have been the first one who would have listened to us and you probably oh, would have I... crawled out of bed and, and actually called in. <laughs>
6: I know. I, I was like, I was like, I cannot believe I'm still up watching this, but it was, it was, uh, it was phenomenal to see that that win on Monday. Um, uh, I I gotta say, I'm um, even with the loss, I'm not that disappointed. Uh, the miners, they they definitely showed heart. Um, you, you can't fault them when when they're showing heart the whole way through and still had a chance to win. You know, at multiple points in the game, um, they just couldn't get it done. Unlike you know some of the other games we've seen the last the last few. Um, uh, I'm I'm excited for the season because you know they're like I said they they didn't they didn't show up and just you know lay an egg. They 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 looked good. They they um they looked uh, they look like 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 uh, I think you said it earlier that is this going to be a a uh, learning experience, or is this going to be a wake up call that maybe they're not as good as we thought? Um, I think it's going to be a learning experience. I, I really think that they're 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 going to learn a lot from this. Um, I do. I will say that uh, the one thing that does have me worried is the perimeter shooting. Like you said, um, that I'm not convinced that we have yet. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the defense is amazing. I mean, the defense, the defense would make Haskins proud. I mean, they're, they're absolutely, the, the defense is, is phenomenal. And I love seeing that. If you, if, if you like, if you like good defensive basketball, which you should if you're a minor fan, you know, with, with Bear and all of our history, uh, you, it should definitely make you proud to watch this team. Um, I, I'm, like I said, I, I, it, they, they, they could have given up at many points in this game and they didn't Bradley is no slouch they're they're probably the best team that they've faced this year definitely. so far definitely uh, yeah I mean I mean clearly um definitely a better team than Cal the other night um but uh I think they're they're gonna they're gonna learn a lot from this and and you know my hope is that they will take that and and do better things with it as the year goes as the season goes on so I, you know, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy with the effort. Uh, I obviously wish it could have gone the other way. But, you know, they, they didn't give up, and they had a chance to win it multiple times. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm just waiting to see what the rest of the season holds.
0: Hey, Milkman, before we let you go, great phone call, by the way. Great points. Uh, I have a lot of thoughts on what you had to say. Give me your thoughts. Who's the most valuable player? Who's the best player? And who's the player that doesn't get enough respect on this team right now, in your opinion?
6: Ooh, wow. Um, So, probably I would say uh, best player, um, especially with what I saw in the. I think it was. they they circle to run together, but I think it was the Austin P game. Um, Zig Powell. I think he he's probably their best player. Um now, you know, he, he, there were points tonight where it's like, oh man, uh, you know, wish he would have done something different. But uh you can see that the potential is there. So he's probably their best player. The MVP, um I'd probably go with uh uh Let's see. It was Tay Hardy that hit the the three pointer at the end on Monday, right? Yep. So that's right. Uh, that that's probably that's probably who I would go with. I mean, he's been pretty clutch. Except, you know, it, one of the things um, uh, the, I heard the announcers on Monday night talking about how um, uh, uh, or somebody. It might have been you guys, but somebody said that that uh, that the good players have. They have a, a short memory, so he he missed those two free throws and then comes back to win the game. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's maybe that's you had a good. dream.
0: I mean, maybe you had a dream that we had minor talk and we made that point because I don't think. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, because I, that's a great I point, heard. but I didn't make it.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it was. I think it was the announcers on TV, but like, um, but but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the best players have a short memory for you know the things that they do wrong and then they go ahead and you know they. Come back from that. And that's exactly what he did in a matter of seconds uh, on Monday night. Um, and so, so that's who I would say is the MVP. Um, as far as he doesn't, would you say that he doesn't get the most? Yeah, spot? who
0: doesn't like kind of get the most shine, but deserves a little bit more respect?
6: Um, you know, uh, they've got a they've got a few good freshmen um, on their team. Uh, uh, is it, uh David Terrell. Okay. um I, I i think he i think he's 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 got some potential i mean uh they've got they've got freshmen in there playing like they're you know not freshmen <laughs> which is which is kind of nice um so i you know i guess that i guess that's where i'd go with that that one's okay. a little harder question but um but uh but yeah i i uh i, uh, I think that's where i go with that.
0: Okay, good stuff, Milkman. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Uh thanks for weighing in. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. It's always great to talk to you and catch up with you here on the phone lines. We're gonna get to George here in just a second, uh, but I wanna bring you guys back in. Uh you know, Milkman was the first man uh person to bring up the first game, which was the Cal game. I'm just gonna give you guys my quick reactions to everything and how I saw it. Uh I watched the Tulane Bradley game, and after I watched that game, I actually was concerned for the miners because I thought both the teams looked better than I've seen UTEP play this year. I thought Bradley looked better than UTEP. Tulane looked better than UTEP. That was at least my thoughts Monday evening. Then it came to the Cal matchup, and UTEP... Uh I felt like they had control of the game. They led for most of the game, but it was a weird matchup. In fact, uh, the fact you know, the fact that it was even close and it ended in a buzzer beater when the miners could clearly and uh, should have um, closed out that game a little bit more effectively. I think that was concerning to me going into tonight's matchup. So I had some red flags. I honestly had some more concerns to be honest with you after the Cal game. I, I would say this: I tempered all of those concerns knowing that the Miners pulled that off, but still, I thought to myself after that one, UTEP beating Cal and Bradley beating Tulane, that the Braves would actually handle UTEP much better than uh, UTEP played tonight. So the fact that UTEP played the way that they did tonight would actually impress me, and I thought they overachieved based on how they came out on Monday. That was just my reactions. How did you guys see it on, on Monday? Uh, we'll start with you, Sal. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I, I think um, one of the takeaways was uh, how Bradley was able to take control of the game after it was a you know relatively close game. And, and we talked about this earlier off-air the final score of that Bradley Tulane game is not indicative of how that game really went, and, and it's ironic to say that because it was close, but it doesn't represent that big run and um, that, that Bradley was on and the drought that they forced. So seeing them deal with the athleticism of Tulane kind of kind of made you wonder how would UTEP react, and it showed that, and you know in in spurts throughout this game but I think uh, Bradley was just able to stay a couple steps ahead and, and make a couple of extra effort plays as we saw at the end of the first half that proved to be the difference otherwise UTEP kind of went stride for stride with them in this game.
3: Yeah I think so too. Zay your thoughts? Yeah I'm gonna go not against what you said but um, you know in that Cal game I was I was I, I had a lot of it was a win for me right there were obviously some concerns that I had but you know the biggest thing for me was UTEP won that game and last year you UTEP would not have wanted. I agree. right? It would have gone to overtime, and they would have just fell apart. You know, there was no, you know, and uh, for them to to go down the court, you know, stay calm, in transition, I guess you can call it, and hit that shot. I mean, you know, it, it it was good for me because now I know UTEP can win those close games, and we saw last year, UTEP was not winning close games.
0: That's a really good way of looking at it. And I I took uh, that into account as well. I thought Golding had a great quote uh, for Monday's game. He said this, Anyone who wants to be the hero and take the last shot, it would have been easy for Zid to drive it or shoot it himself. But he makes the right pass, hits Tay, and the shot goes in. I think that sums up everything we've been talking about. When you get wins like this, tough, gritty wins, that's when the belief happens. I thought that was a great quote by him, and I think that sums up what you were saying there, Zay. So maybe you just brush aside the entire game, and you look at that final possession and realize, hey, that's a reflection of where this team's at right now. They make the last shot, they win the game, and they stay calm, cool, and composed throughout all of that. Uh, uh, let's go to you, Alberto. What did you think of that one, Monday? What were your reactions? Tulane, Bradley, and then UTEP.
2: I was just surprised. Uh, I didn't watch the Bradley Tulane game. Okay, I just saw the result, but I was Sal was telling me that the. The score doesn't really tell you what, what happened, but as as it pertains to the Cal UTEP game, I was just really surprised that Coach let it ride there at the last possession, didn't call a timeout or anything, didn't draw anything up, just let it ride, let him do, just let whatever happens happen. So I really liked that, and then obviously the ball distribution by Zid Pal that was really cool. I I I, I didn't think he was going to pass it. I think a lot of us thought, yeah, he's going to take the last shot, but for him to to pass it, that was neat. Um, this game and last game are just nitty gritty wins, like your uh, nitty gritty games. I think it's a. This game was a two possession game. Last game was a one possession game. So I think that UTEP's going to find themselves in a lot of games like this, where it's going to go back and forth with, with guys. But I just once again the turnovers and missing a lot of threes. You know, what there was a lot of points in this game where it was like a six point game, a five point game, a three point game, and, and UTEP just couldn't come back from that. And it was just missing too many threes, and that's why I feel like it didn't, it wasn't able to come back. But. I, I like what I see so far from this minor team. I think it's a lot of fighting them.
1: Yeah, and I, I like what he mentioned right now about uh, you know being up three points. And what I want to ask you guys, especially with with this year's team, com, you know, com, contrasted to a couple of uh, of other teams that Golding has had what do you all think about being up by three points and you know the opponent has a chance to um you know to tie it with a three are you going for the are you going to do the foul so that way you know you don't allow it or do you play with that mindset hey go out there and stop him and I'm usually on the side of, hey, don't foul, play it to the end. I think it depends on whatever type of team <laughs> they're, they're going up against, whatever the mentality of that coach is, but what are your all thoughts?
0: Yeah, my it all depends on the philosophy. I have the NBA met, uh, mentality and philosophy, and I'm a math guy when it comes to all this stuff, and I would want somebody else to make this decision on the team. If I was a head coach, I'd be like, hey, blame the math guy, blame the analytics <laughs> guy, but I would do it. I would foul. Uh, it, it, you know, Rodney Terry would foul, too. He does that As well, Zay shook his head. He's not fouling.
3: Um, yeah, especially not in that situation. I think in another situation, yeah, but you know, Utep had enough time to go down the uh down the court and uh, take that three in the first. you know after that so mm. if you foul there and then cal shoots two free throws and you turn it over and then cal wins the game there's always that, op- that that could happen when you have that much time on the clock and uh that was just a tough shot you know we haven't even talked about how tough of a shot right you know, that was over cory camper with that long wingspan that's just a tough shot if you're gonna lose like that you know if you tip had lost like that you know oh well that's just a really tough shot. you know
1: what tuesday he had one in the first half that was like that yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. so that that's a shot that that guy could go out there and hit and we we talked about this what the Miners were able to do today they they didn't allow another uh, another cone moment because that was uh that was uh duke dennis uh I hope i say it. uh duke dean duke, duke dennis dean, yeah. is the uh the 2k guy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> zay knows who, knows who i'm yeah. talking about uh duke dean no he he had a couple of shots like that against uh Tulane and he took control so for the miners to not allow a guy who can you know get hot when it matters the most i think is a is a telling sign but uh bradley too much of a of a power horse tonight
0: yeah i, I agree with you uh let's go out to the phones 915-505-6009 george is up next on the phone lines right now, George. Good evening, man. Happy pre-Thanksgiving to you, your family. How's everything going, man?
8: Uh that's pretty disappointing. But you know what? Going back to Monday, uh, it was it was quite an exciting finish. Uh, I did get a chance to see the Tulane and and uh, Bradley game, and it did come to the uh, down to the wire, just to the last shot. Tulane unfortunately couldn't convert, and they tipped it out, and and Bradley was able to. Drive it over to the other side and, and run up the clock, but uh, to the point of today, uh, there's a lot of takeaways that I had from this game. One of them, uh, Bradley's defense was pretty stifling. Uh, uh, the miners couldn't uh, didn't value the ball as much. As they turned it over 18 times, I think, to to Bradley's 10. I think was the final stats that I got. Um, maybe I'm I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, just just uh, seeing the fact that. They couldn't get inside. Uh, their big, their big guys uh, were a problem all all game long. They kept uh, Corey Kemper Jr. went up for one. I know Calvin Solomon also got rejected. So several guys got rejected going up to the the hoop. But I like the fact that they they still went for it. They they didn't they weren't reluctant, even though um, they did uh, have the advantage as far as size. Uh, Kalu did not look good inside. Um, I didn't see Hamilton play that much either, that many minutes. Uh, Zipal, I, I didn't see him in the first half. I saw him in the second half, and and really, um, they just looked uncoordinated at times. I mean, I, I saw the defense, and they were good, uh, but just the value of the basketball wasn't really there like I saw in some of the other games. But uh, that's, that's my takeaways from it. Okay. Um,
0: Good stuff, George. Hey, let me ask you this, okay? Most valuable, the best overall player on this team, and the player that doesn't get enough respect, but you you give him a little respect here on the show with us. Who are the three players, in your opinion?
8: One one of them definitely has to be Tay Hardy. Tay Hardy is one of the uh, better players that, and and you can see the leadership, the role that he's taken on with the team. I know uh Zip Powell is a good ball handler and and he has a good vision at times. Uh he's one of the other ones that I see is 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 on that uh, that's made a difference in the squad. And uh another one that I, I really like that's really gritty. Uh I I would have to say uh Calvin Solomon. I mean they're all pretty solid. They're all pretty solid. I mean I want to see more from from Kevin kalu I think uh he he should have developed a little more than and and show his presence a little more. In the in the paint and and you know kind of take over at times because i see him and he's very uh reluctant to to uh to kind of take take uh, charge in the middle you know but all in all uh, this squad is really good uh they just let this one get away from them really basically.
0: Okay. Hey, good stuff, George. Hey, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in uh, with us here on Minor Talk. 915-505-6009. That's our telephone number to get into the program. All right, guys, I've been asking everybody else. You guys have been hearing everybody else give their answers. Let's get your answers on uh, the Minor Talk question here for tonight. This was posed earlier today um, on our social media account and uh, allowing people to comment on this one as well but let's get your thoughts on this one let's start with you Alberto we'll go to Zay then we'll go to Sal and then I'll I'll give you my thoughts Uh, I promise I won't change it here on the show with us uh, here at 915-505-6009 the minor hoops question who do you think is the most valuable player on this team so far the best player overall and the player that doesn't get enough respect okay Alberto you go first Uh, just go ahead and reel it off your
2: list okay I'm not going to change it. So the best player's Tay Hardy in my opinion. Okay. Uh, the most valuable player would be Zid Powell, And uh the one that doesn't get enough recognition, I guess I would have to go with Otis Frazier. Okay,
0: that's so a good list. Okay, out. so you got Tay Hardy as your best overall uh, your MVP is Zid Powell, correct? And then the guy who doesn't get enough uh, shine is Otis Frazier. That's your list right there. Okay, I like it. Uh, Zay, give me your list. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, my most valuable player is probably Tay Hardy. You know, he just he does so he does so wow. much for this team. Okay. Uh best player, you know, if I wanted to be different, uh, I'd probably say Otis Fraser cuz just what he brings defensively. Wow. He's so good. He's just so good. I watch him play. I don't even care that he went 4 for 10 today. He's just so good and you know, if you have a good offensive night out of him, you know, for me he's the best player on the court. But he hasn't really had that offensive breakthrough yet. So, you know, Zid is probably the best, most talented player on this uh, team. And, um, you know, the most underrated player, it's it's Otis Frazier. I was just talking about how good he is. To me, I mean, I just enjoy watching him so much. He's so fun to watch.
0: Okay, so he takes two awards for you, Zay uh, <laughs> Otis Frazier, the third. I like it a lot. Sal, let's get your thoughts on this one uh, because we've been asking a lot of people so far. The minor hoops question: yeah. Who do you think is the most valuable player, the best player,
1: and then maybe the player that doesn't get enough respect on this team? I think the uh, the most valuable is going to be. Um, let me go Zid Powell. The, the reason I say Zid is because he had an off night, and you, you saw what it meant. You saw the uh, the value of a, of a poor Zid power performance. I think Hardy is is reliable and when I award Hardy one of these which is going to be the uh, the underappreciated one it's because of what people were saying about him last year. Yeah. A- and just the improvement like that that he's had so uh I think Tay Hardy's going to be one of your more reliable guys all year. And, and to that point, you don't have to have Tay Hardy to only, score, um, to only score, you know, maybe eight points, six points a game for him to be valuable. No, that, that's, that's totally not true. I think he's, he's more than that, he's all over the floor. And for the best player, are you ready? I'm ready. Give me Elijah Jones.
0: Okay. Wow. Holds him down over here. Red shirt freshman Elijah Jones yeah. is your best player. Wow.
1: Be- because when he's out there, you see a different type of, um, just a different type of specimen, so to speak. I mean, I-, I think he could pretty much do it all. And for him to have that type of uh, that that type of impact early <laughs> on, when he's out there, you can trust him. You can. You know, and, and I think that speaks a lot for him. You know, uh, you mentioned it. Red shirt freshman. I think he has the uh, the highest ceiling out of everybody.
0: Okay, All right. I like that. I like that take a lot. Zay, you you had to be uh, uncontrolled. You're sad that you didn't give that take.
3: Yeah, I wasn't different <laughs> enough. I was not different. I mean, no. Uh, Elijah Jones does have the highest ceiling on this team because you know he's just a good athlete. He's like Jamari Sibley upgraded times ten. So, you know, maybe maybe later on the season if uh, if you know he gets oh. more playing time, we can call him best player. But oh man I, I'd have to go against that for now.
0: Yeah, uh, let's pause ten Say sec- I need I need more <laughs> than ten seconds for station identification. You're listening to Minor Talk brought to you by the Oscar ID at the agency. We got two callers, Hunter and Jimmy on deck next. More in a moment, right here on six hundred ESPN El Paso. 915 That's our telephone number here on Minor Talk 600 ESPN El Paso on social media and 600 ESPN El Paso.com. All right, I'm going to give you guys my thoughts and then we'll get to two calls, Hunter and Jimmy next. My best player, the, be- the player that I think is the best on this team, is Zid Powell. He's the alpha. He's the guy who comes in with the most pedigree. He is the guy that they need to be the best player on this team. When he is not the best player on the court, Uh, They struggled. That was evident tonight. He struggled tonight. 2 of 10. It looked like something was wrong with him, like an injury or something like that. I don't want to put anything out in the world, and I want him to be better. Uh, But he did come into the season with a hamstring injury, so I hope that's something that's not lingering for Zid Powell. He would be my best player Like if I had to give out that award right now. When I think about most valuable player, I start to get very technical thinking about it. The value that this player brings to the team, the value that uh, this team really needs. And so, this team, as it's built right now, they're deep in the backcourt. They've got guards that they can throw out there. They closed out the game against Cal with five guards in particular. My most valuable player on this team is Calvin Solomon. Calvin Solomon is the team's best defender, and what is the team the best at? Well, they're the, they have the most elite defense that you're going to find in Conference USA or one of the top ones and uh, I felt like tonight their defense was terrific and in stretches in the first half they lacked effort on defense but in the second half when it really mattered when every possession counted I thought UTEP played uh, fantastic on defense and a lot of that was because of Calvin Solomon he can guard one through five legitimately he can guard uh, in this game I saw him on Connor Hickman I saw him on Leon's. I saw him on Dean tonight. I mean, he was on Everybody and Calvin Solomon, uh, he is definitely, in my opinion, their most valuable player. Underrated, I think Sal nailed it with T- Tay Hardy. I'm he was my vote uh, coming into work today. I thought about it. I thought, you know, in my head. Tay Hardy will never get the shine that he deserves. He's diving for that loose ball and then gets the bucket in transition. He get he's hitting the spot up threes, and that's a testament to all the work that he's putting in the gym. Tay Hardy is a great college basketball player. That's all I'm just gonna say. And he's worked his way to get back to this point. He was once at a point that we thought he could get to like this, maybe at Southern Miss. Last year, he didn't have it. And I I think people were very critical on this show about Tay Hardy, Sal. And he has proven a lot of the haters and a lot of the people wrong, including us. I didn't think he had this. I Monday shot. If you would have told me that last year's Tay Hardy had that opportunity, he probably doesn't hit it. This year's Tay Hardy is much better. He is. Uh, he worked hard over the offseason, and he will never get enough respect uh, for what he's been able to do to this team. So that's my thoughts. And,
1: and you know what? To uh, to that point as well, Adrian uh, Reliable. He, he led the uh, the miners tonight with fifteen and and was, was a bit lackluster from the field he, he had some heat check shots that that were solid they went in but my favorite stat is the um is the zero turnovers a yep. guy who's out there and you know let's be real majority of the time he he's effective when he has the ball but no turnovers when he had the ball tonight in a night where the miners were just um, poor at taking care of the ball in general so I think I think that was huge
3: yeah, and you know I don't I don't want to toot my horn or anything, you know. But you can go back to the tweets, you know. <laughs> you can go back to the tweets. Ooh, I, I I I saw this, you know. <laughs> yeah, I saw it from. Um, I need receipts. I, I got the receipts. No, but uh, I, I I felt I felt it coming. I felt the breakout. I mean, it's your sixth year in college basketball. This is it, you know. This is now or never for Tay Hardy. So he's really stepped up to the occasion, and um, it's really good to see him. You know, he's hooping. He's hooping. Back to the phone lines we go. Nine one five
0: five oh five six zero zero nine hundred Hunter, we missed you at 2 in the morning on Monday, or Tuesday, I should say. But we have you tonight. Happy pre-Thanksgiving. How's it going, man?
7: Man, it's already happy Thanksgiving, man. It's
0: 12.03. That's true. Happy Thanksgiving. We're here. We made it. First Get started. One, man. Good. <laughs> That's right. Uh, hey, man, give me your instant reactions, instant takeaways from this game.
7: Uh, nothing. I mean, uh, this is who they are. Uh, I don't think we learned anything new, or I don't think there's any more concerns that that we didn't know about it's It's who they are. there's going to be ups and downs, and to me, it's not a disappointing loss at all i mean did did should they beat Bradley? I don't think so uh, This is where they're at and and the fact that they were able to play them that close and that tough i mean that's the team they are they're a tough team they're not they weren't the better team today. And and they, they held in it. So as a as a fan and I think all of you are fans as well, I know this is your job, but you you want or you'd like them to be perfect. And I I want them to win every game. I I really wish that would happen, but even their national title team didn't win. That doesn't happen. You know, so you could have the best of teams. You're not gonna go out there and outperform your, your opponent every night. It's just not gonna happen. Uh so I'm not disappointed in the least. They they went out and, and, and fought hard. There's there's areas that they need to improve, but Joe Golding hit it right on the head in his post-game interview. He knows exactly where they need to get better. I hope they'll improve on that. And when they do, they'll be a very tough team. Nobody's going to blow them out of the gym. It's just not going to happen. I don't care who they're playing. They'll make it an ugly game if they have to, and they'll battle anybody. So... This is who they are, and 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 I don't I don't I don't mind it at all. Um, you know I, I'm one of I'm one of the biggest uh, Kevin Klu supporters.
0: You're he, the president he, of the uh, fan club. We talked about Robert, who's a general member of that group. You're the president of the fan club, my friend.
7: Well, I'll tell you this, and it's in regards to him, Hamilton, and their three point shooting. There's a reason that they don't have a good big man scoring any points down low, their style of play and their offense isn't conducive to a big man being successful. It's simple. And their style and the way they run an offense is also not conducive to a high three-point shooting percentage team because there's never plays designed for the three. It's not coming from good passes and within rhythm. They're open – threes that come off a pass are typically in a fast break type situation or where there's an advantage, you know, a 4 on 3 or someone someone drives and they kick it out. But other than that, there is no structure in order for them to get a good within rhythm shot and there's a lot of poorly poor decisions that they shoot. And and a lot of shots are put up that only a shooter should shoot. You know, only if you're a shooter Hey, put it up anytime you want. You don't have to be within rhythm. It doesn't have to come w- within the offense. But we don't have anyone like that on this team, and they still throw it up like that. So uh, another thing is Hamilton's got some of the best footwork of any big man I've seen here since honestly since, since, since he's not he's nowhere and don't, don't blows out of proportion. He's not uh, Derek Carrick. But he's got great footwork like a character or great footwork like a Brandon Wolfram, uh, even, especially as, you know, as a young man. But him and Kowloon, their strengths would be in posting up with their back to the basket. And they don't design plays for that. They don't create space like you should for a big man to work. They crowd it. They make it hard. I think they took Hamilton out after they gave him no space and he got doubled and, and had a turnover. That's not on him. That's on the team. You know, you, you always get away from the big man, and they crowd him, and they don't give him space to work. So neither one's going to be successful and score fifteen a night. Their offense isn't conducive for that. So I, I, I think it's unfair to judge Calu or him on how many points they score. Now, where I judge Calu is, okay, you don't get that space, and okay, you don't, you know, you're, you're not scoring fifteen a night. Go back fifteen boards. Because all that is, is effort. And he's not that monster down low that he should be. So that, that's where I judge him. Not on offense, because their offense is not set up for a big man to be successful. Their offense is set up for someone to drive and get to the basket on their own or dish out. And you will not have a big man scoring a lot of points. It's just, it is what it is.
0: Not on them. You know, the, uh, the, the real quick on the uh, Kevin Callu thought, uh, Colton Cole was really successful for Abilene Christian in Joe Golding's final year. So it's not like in this system it's never happened. It, it has happened in system. his system.
7: It, it's a different system. What system did he run at Abilene Christian? He ran a high-low. They don't run a high-low right now.
0: Well, it's what's the I, what's their system? Because I don't really, I don't really think that there's much. I mean, and identity-wise, in the they love to play in transition. They love to draw contact. They love to run through their guards. Uh, but it's not like a a half court offense that you're going to be telling your grandkids about. You know.
7: Yeah, exactly. But in Abilene Christian, he ran a high-low. He's not running that here. So you, it's not apple to apple. You can't make that comparison.
0: Yeah, and it's pe- uh, it's personnel. It's the personnel that he has, players he has. I could see that.
7: Yeah, it, it, he's adapted, which you got to give Golden credit for. I mean, we have a heck of a coach here, and I don't think we give him enough credit yet. you your your little uh, – I hate the questions you all pose, by the way, but your little question, I think the most underrated, Joe Golden. Go.
0: I like it. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't like the gimmicky questions, huh? Yeah. Uh, who's the most Marvin, valuable player? Marvin who's Marvin the best Williams. player? <laughs> in your eyes, huh? What's that? I said, who's the most valuable player and who's the best player in your eyes, okay?
7: Well, it's the same person. How could they be the most valuable and not be the best player? That's your most valuable player.
0: And okay. I disagree
7: with you guys, of course.
0: Okay. It's, it's, it's a
7: no-brainer. If you watch basketball for any period of time, the person that they cannot live without is Tay Hart.
0: He is a
7: complete basketball player this year, and it. Totally shocked me. He must have done some great work in the offseason.
0: I'm telling you. He's the
7: most complete player. Zid Powell's their biggest dog. I love his fight. I love the way he – I like his style of play. He's not as talented as Tay Hardy. Tay Hardy was the reason they won the other game. He's the reason this game even looked respectable. He can shoot from the outside. He can create for others. He can drive to the basket. He plays defense, and he's always on the floor getting those hustle plays. For No one else is as complete a basketball player and as talented a basketball player as Tay Hardy on this team. There's other dogs on this team. There's other people. But at the end of the game, high game or down, whose hands do you want it in? I don't want it in Zid Powell's hands. He's a little sloppy at times. He's a terrible shooter. Uh, That's not who I want the the, the ball in in their hands. So the person you want that ball in their hands that's the best player, and that's the most valuable player, and that's Tay Hardy. And there shouldn't be any argument over whose hands you want that ball in.
0: Wow, man. I think that's how we need to end the call. That was a great call, Hunter. Uh, mic drop right there. I appreciate it as always. President of the Kevin Callu fan club. And, uh, you know, he also owns stock in the, he's also a general men, uh, member of the Derek Hamilton fan club as well. He's, he attends all the meetings. He always gives a speech. He might be like, uh, running for an officer position in that fan club as well. So, uh, good stuff there. And he, uh, and he gave some credit to their head coach. Joe Golding gave credit uh, to Tay Hardy. Said, "What are we looking at? It's Tay Hardy all the way." It fired Zay up. Zay is all fired up after it. I maintain my list. I'm not swaying despite Hunter uh, and his call. And I thought it was a great call. But Zay, you were passionate and you were excited about that one.
3: Oh yeah, that was a phenomenal call. I mean, that was one of the most educated Meyer Talk calls that I've ever heard. <laughs> like I, I genuinely enjoyed listening to that call. Shout out Hunter. He made some great points. I'll definitely go against the fact that you know this this system that they run is. Not made for you know big men. It's not made for big men like Kevin Kalou, right? He's not gonna be eating this. But when you have guys who get to the rim so easily like Zid Powell and Tay Hardy, you know, they're so crafty, they get to the rim, you know, most defense they're gonna collapse on that. And that should leave Kevin kalu wide open, not wide open, but I, I think guys like Zid Powell can make a pass to kalu and he he should be able to go up with that shot, right? I'd say if Zarek Onyema is on this team, he's averaging 14 points per game, right? And that's, that, that's my opinion. I think, you know, he'd be eating. He was eating last, last year with Shamar Givens. He'd be eating this year. So, you know, other than that, I think that was a phenomenal call.
1: I think in uh, Zay's point, right now, them being able to uh, to attack and dish it to a big man—it's been there. It's just how many times has the ball bounced out the hands, you know, to to the guy who's attacking? Numerous times. So they clean that up. That's an extra, you know, four to six points a game. They lose this game by four points. It could help to be a difference down the road.
0: Let's uh, let's keep the phones moving. I thought the discussion is great, but let's keep it moving because Jimmy has been patiently waiting with us, and then we'll talk and, and we'll assess a little bit. Bit more. 915 505 6009. Late night here on Minor Talk. If you want to duck in a late phone call, uh, now is the time to do it. 915 505 6009. Jimmy, good evening, man. What's happening?
9: Good evening. Um, Great games, good fun. Uh, I will tell you, I was out at all four games, uh, just left at halftime of Cal and Tulane. And to be very honest with you guys, there's not a lot that separates all four teams. They're all four. Good teams uh, on any given night. Any one of those teams can beat the other. What it comes down to is management of mistakes and, and coaching. And uh, tonight, unfortunately, had some mistakes at the end of the uh, the first half. Coaching-wise, I love Golding. I think he's a gem. I think Terrell got a little bit extra playing time today because did uh, had a – I think something came down with his ankle in the game on Monday, and he was held out for – yeah. A few minutes, and he just wasn't himself um, tonight. Uh, and, you know, we got hurt at the end of the first half with, with some some passes by uh, Terrell. Um, but that event, something no one's talked about, is the uh, technical that Golden got in the first half again. Yeah. And you have such little um, amount that is separating all the teams. There's no room for error or very little room for error. So those two points... Uh, could have been game-changers for tonight, and unfortunately, it's the job, in my, in my mind, it's the job of the assistant coach to hold the coach back if the coach gets a little bit out of control, and that didn't happen tonight. Zid Powell was kind of holding back Golding, but Golding really lost it and uh, and got the t Two points that we didn't need to give up tonight. Um, the, the three threes that were missed by Dos Anjos were, you know, hurtful, um, but with a couple of swings here and there, elimination mistakes, stakes, was not. Um, they, they're in an equal in talent, talent level with, with Bradley. Bradley has a better inside game, Utep has better defense. Uh, we need to, to get a little bit more mid range shot. That's where the freshman can get a little bit more playing time. Uh, he, to me, is very underrated. Um, and that opens up the floor a little bit because if the floor's not open, anytime you get. On the inside, whether it's Kalu or whoever, they're just going to get uh, jammed up, and that's what happened tonight. Yeah. Uh, so there was no inside Collapse. game because the outside game wasn't there, right? And that's when you need the freshman in Elijah Jones, I believe is his name. Um, sure, that's right. To, to open to open it up a little bit, but overall, this is a very good UTEP team. Uh, they'll compete with just about anybody because of their defense. But where you gotta you gotta eliminate is, is the mistakes, and that includes the coaching staff as well. Um, so overall, I was really happy. One thing I can't stand that Golding does um, is the, on defense, when you have the high screen, the, the center stays with the guard, yes. and we got burned yes. on two times that tonight. Back door. That's four points that we didn't have to give up. The Golding technical was two points that we didn't have to give up. Um, I, I've never one time seen anything good happen off the big man staying at the top of the key and then having to run back and hope that the guard for the opposite team doesn't catch their big man going back to the basket.
0: Yeah, it really, um, it really al- allows him to be exposed to those backdoor cuts. I yeah. mean, that's what, that's what they get killed on.
9: Yeah, that's exactly right. But you know what? You clean up some of those mistakes, this team's going to be competitive with just about anybody.
0: Uh, real quick, Jimmy, uh, your thoughts. MVP, best player, and guy who's underrated on this team.
9: Yeah, the, the guy before was right. MVP and best player is the same thing. So, that to me, I give that to uh, Tay Hardy. Underrated is, is the freshman kid who deserves more, more playing time. He can really open up the floor. He doesn't have a three-point shot, but he has a great mid-range shot, and that's all you need to open up the floor. The problem is, for three-quarters of the game, they didn't have um, any really outside options beyond – Party and it's hard to open up the floor and get the inside going if the opposing team is able to collapse. And, and that's what happened tonight.
0: Yeah, really good point. Hey, Jimmy, I appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks for weighing in. Uh, I thought you brought up some really good points and the glaring mistakes. I-, I thought you highlighted the glaring mistakes throughout this game pretty well. I mean, yeah, I look back on the David Terrell turnovers that ended the first half. That was number one. The technical foul by Joe Golding, sure, you could put that in the discussion. I thought that was more frustrations than anything else at that point, and that was the emotions getting the best of him. I understand your frustrations over that also hear what you're saying uh, about MVP best player I'm saying most valuable to this team that's where I keep saying when I say MVP most valuable to this group versus the best player playing the sport of basketball that's why I threw Zid Powell in my in my discussion my argument I just feel like when he pounds a rock when he's playing at his best uh, he plays basketball at its purest form and he just can cook when he is at his best tonight he was at his worst as we were talking about and you, you talked about the ankle maybe it was the ankle. Maybe it's a hamstring that lingered. I'm not sure what it was, but hopefully for Zid Powell's sake, he's better by Saturday and that he can get back in it. As far as Tay Hardy, just doesn't get enough light. Just doesn't give enough, uh, get enough credit. He's playing almost the entire game and he's given it his all. The way that Tay Hardy plays, it's kind of like if it's his last game that he's ever playing. That's how he's playing every single night. He, he really leaves it all on the floor. Uh, Joe Golding talked about his leadership, how it will be tested over these next few days and how keeping this team locked in ahead of Loyola Marymount will be key. And I agree with that. I mean, when it comes to this group, uh, he's got, it's, t- it's on Tay Hardy. He's the season vet with this group along with Calvin Solomon. It's up to guys like he and Solomon and Otis Frazier uh, to rally this team together and get them ready for Loyola Marymount. So we'll see how it goes uh, moving forward. Collapsing on defense. Yeah, you, you talked about it right there. Every time UTEP, they were in the bonus at the the 14-minute mark, and every time they try to drive it in, uh, the uh, inside would absolutely pull, uh, collapse, and the Miners just could not draw the contact to where they got to the free-throw line, and also the refs were just not calling it on both sides as far as they were just letting it play. And so, yes, I think it was an evenly matched game. I went into it thinking Bradley was the better team, and now I left this game thinking, man, I mean, UTEP went toe-to-toe with them, and they didn't have the best game from some of their go-to guys like zid pal and like calvin solomon uh but nonetheless here we go 915-505-6009 that's our telephone number uh to weigh in on the show 600 espn el paso everywhere online and 600 espn el paso.com let's go to uh pinky or actually let's go to uh esteban as says, avoid three part questions, especially this late at night. Oh man. I'm sorry. Step I'm, I'm really making you upset. A lot of the things that you're saying at me is making you upset. So, uh, Esteban, um, Thanksgiving right around the corner. Just be thankful that we're almost done here on Minor Talk for your sake, so you don't have to listen to us any any much longer. Uh, Pinky checks in. He says, lesson learned, I hope. Hashtag Minor Talk. He also said, happy safe Thanksgiving to 600 ESPN El Paso staff and Landia. Like I've said, Minor fans are so dedicated and knowledgeable. Just listening tonight. Hashtag Minor Talk. Yeah, I agree with you, man. We've been getting some great phone calls uh like hunter and like jimmy here for sure and even going back to our first caller benjamin kaplowitz killed it from earlier today he knew a lot about this utep basketball team and i i've seen him out at some of these games before and he's a big fan himself so there you go good stuff king eric chimes in john and steve yellen summed it up perfectly when you end and start a half badly it's pretty hard it's a pretty hard hole to climb out of in this case, going into halftime, the miners ended horribly. Simply put, they started too late and ran out of time. That's coming from King Eric here on the show. Uh, Pinky also said, still need that zone breaker from the outside. Maybe that's Baylor Heb, and they didn't have him eligible this year, Zay. Do you think that was the missing key? Uh, we talked about perimeter shooting. Maybe Baylor Heb was the guy, and he just wasn't eligible this year.
3: Yeah, Bay- Baylor Heb he has a laser. He has a laser. He can shoot that thing. So, yeah, I mean it's going to be tough without him because they don't have much other they don't have a lot of perimeter shooting, but you know, I don't I wouldn't say he's the key. Okay.
0: Yeah. I don't think he's a key either. I, I don't think, um, I think it could be one name that could add to perimeter scoring. But as far as a key goes, yeah, not necessarily that. Uh, Loyola Marymount is on Saturday, guys. Let's turn the page. Let's look over, uh, to this matchup. I think we've pretty much winded up all the calls and I appreciate everybody chiming in. Thought it was a great addition to minor talk and it felt good. I mean, it felt like we haven't been, uh, talking minor talk at all. Uh, and it was just one game that we were off, but that's just how the show really goes. Loyola Marymount on Saturday. This Loyola Marymount team, by the way, they are ranked 122 by Ken Palm. They are 3-3, three and three, but don't let the record fool you. Uh, they lost to Yale, a top 100 team. Lost to Stephen F. Austin, a top 100 team. And then uh, an interesting loss to Oakland. That one's a head-scratcher for them, which I didn't expect them to actually uh, lose in that one. They beat Florida International 61-60. That one was just yesterday, actually. Closer game than... They'd probably like They also beat out Jackson State 88-66 to 109-68 to um, And this is an interesting one, Sal Because the Miners I don't want to say it's a must win for them But to put yourself in a good place Coming off this road trip at 2-1 and one, um, Coming off a road swing here That's where the Miners want to be They don't want to go back home With two losses yeah. under their belt After playing three on
1: the road Yeah, no, that that's absolutely it And uh, I think we heard Coach Gold Holding, um you know, kind of a firm um, you know, his agreement with what John said about that California road trip and finishing two and one. So that's definitely on their minds. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're already in, uh, in, you know, get back mode, so to speak mentally. I, I believe that coach Golding will have his guys ready. Uh, but another thing too, Adrian is going into this one. I'll go back to the beginning of the year. It's still hard for me to count those first two games as, as real measurements. So I agree. I, I looked at this team three, and zero more so going into, uh, into tonight's game. And if you would have told me, Hey, they, they, really win or they win three out of their first four true tests you know I'd be on par with that yeah
0: I think I would too I think I'd be all right with that um uh Zay your thought what what do we know about Loyola Marymount right now
3: yeah, they're a solid team, right? They're a solid team. They're a solid squad. Obviously, that, that loss to Oakland, you know, it's just it doesn't make sense. But um, it'll be a close game, right? They've played, you know, Oakland close, FIU close. They didn't play Stephen F. Austin that close. Uh, they played Yale close. So, you know, it's going to be a close game. They're probably, you know, UTEP's going to play up or down to their competition. So we're going to have a lot of close games. And um, just... How much gas is UTEP going to have in that tank? That's my biggest concern because when you play three, you know, games on the road and you know you don't come home, it's just it's tough, right? You play back to back tough games and then you have to you know turn around Thanksgiving this that. There's a lot of things you can talk about. I just want to know how much gas is Utah have left in the tank?
0: Emotional gas, even. I mean, the emotions that went through them in the Cal game and then having to turn around and prepare for the game tonight against Bradley and then losing in such a close effort when they, I mean, they threw the kitchen sink in terms of effort at Bradley in the second half. So uh, I agree with what Coach was saying also as far as the first half, maybe being a little uh, you know, prisoner of the moment. uh, The moment being just a little big and uh, just having to adjust at that level. I also agree with what Coach Golding was saying after the game as well. Loyola Marymount, by the way, their best player, Justice Hill, a six-foot senior in the backcourt. This team is going to shoot a lot of threes. That's the bottom line. They are a team right now that has a 36, actually 37 percent shooting percentage from beyond from just three-point range specifically top 70 in the country per ken pom in three-point shooting percentage uh so that is something definitely to watch out for the Miners. how will their perimeter defense stack up uh coming up here on saturday and on paper right now uh ken Palm actually has UTEP losing to Loyola Marymount. So let's see what happens on their prediction meter. Uh, they have them losing. I have UTEP winning this one. I think UTEP gets it. I think it's a really close game. Call it a two-score game. Call it a one-score game. Whatever you want to call it. Just call it a close one. I think UTEP pulls one out on the road, and they get it against Loyola Marymount to go back home 7-1, uh, and one. or like Sal's saying, maybe three and one overall when you're really talking about the the real and legit matchups what do you guys think you guys have a W uh, Alberto you have a win for this minor
2: team coming Saturday is it is
0: it fair to even ask this question right now I think everybody's just gonna say yes
2: right uh, yeah I have them in the win column I just don't think that coach Golding's gonna let two slide in a row especially on the first you know uh, the first away trip for, of the team is yeah great. but I just want to see them compete I think that playing three teams that are pretty darn good away all back to back, especially during Thanksgiving, it's going to bring this team together, and it's going to show us what they what they're made of. You know, I said before the game I wanted the freshmen to play a little better, and they didn't. So we'll see what happens against Loyola.
0: Well, you hope it brings them together. You hope it's not like the Hawaii trip a couple years ago, where it was like the trip to hell and it separated all of them. Uh, anybody have any other thoughts about Loyola Marymount uh, Salze? You just j- j- uh, chime in.
1: Yeah, I, I think uh, what I want to see them do is take better care of the uh, of the ball. You know, don't give the opposition, whoever it is, you know, any opportunity to uh to get unwarranted points. I think in defense, you know, they, they're likely going to win that matchup, but when they're a couple steps behind the offense because uh, they're already on the move after not taking care of the ball, that's going to hurt them uh, no matter who they're playing. So I just want to see that, and then also too, um, you know get back into it on, on transition. I, I do like the uh, the adjustments they made when it came to allowing those offensive rebounds. I think they had six in the first half within the first maybe 12 minutes or so. And looking at the numbers here for um, for uh, Bradley, um, they finished with nine. So not many offensive rebounds did they allow, but they got offensive rebounds themselves, which helped them out. But you don't have to rely on that if uh, if you take care of the ball. So that that's really what I'm looking forward to.
0: Yeah, I'm, I want to see how they kind of clean up the turnovers as well. I think that's a big thing. Hey, from tonight, uh, our player of the game, this is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell Realty. Uh, This one's going to go to Tay Hardy for sure. 15 points on 5 of 12 from the field. He also chipped in with 5 rebounds and 3 steals. Tay Hardy, we talked about him a lot tonight. Our player of the game, and this is brought to you by Timothy Cantrell. If you're looking to buy or sell your home in El Paso, look no further. Meet Timothy Cantrell, your trusted real estate agent with over 20 years of experience. Give them a call uh, right now, 915-204-8441, uh, if you're looking to buy or sell your home. Or, check him out on Instagram, at Timothy Realtor, for the latest tis, uh, tips and listings. Timothy Cantrell, Selling the Dream, One Property, at a time. Also want to give out our Hot Hand Award thanks to Wind Supply El Paso. Hey, if you're looking for a champion furnace out there, check out Wind Supply El Paso online today. Visit the Find a Dealer tab online at winsupplyelpaso.com. Our Hot Hand of the Game from this one. Let's give it to Otis Frazier. 11 points, 4 of 10 tonight, but was all over the place defensively. Really helped the team out. Chipped in with 3 rebounds as well and 2 assists in 23 minutes of action. Otis Frazier the third, winning the 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 Hot Hand Award And by the way He kills it In the Wind Supply El Paso Commercial Uh, So next time You're uh, watching TV You see Wind Supply El Paso Pop up on your screen You might see Otis Frazier The winner Of the Hot Hand Award Pop up on your Television screen I love his acting In that one By the way guys Uh, Did a really good job there Hey uh, As we wind it up And as we turn the page Look over to Saturday This one's coming right Oh Zay Actually I almost forgot I need to ask you Give me your 97 Second thought on UTEP women's
3: basketball. The rough loss. Rough loss to Lamar. Two straight, you know road losses and um, they just need to be better they need to be better um, you, there's just not you know the development that you need out of your returners and Aaron Wilson Mari Petrie more on Mari Petrie she, she's had her struggles so far especially offensively and uh, she always she, she does look a little you know a step behind defensively I think the whole team you know they look a little step uh, behind defensively which I'm, I'm sure Keith Adams can fix that but um offensively that's where it's a little scary so um you know tough loss to Lamar they're back at it tomorrow I'm not sure you um, who they play, but you know whoever it is, they need to get a win. You know you can't afford to lose three straight, especially early in the season. Uh, programming note: Saturday
0: we will be live out at the District West 3233 before the UTEP football game, and then we will be back after the UTEP basketball game. So it's gonna be a long day. Klaq 95.5, our partner station, will have UTEP football uh, versus Liberty. They take on the twenty, the number twenty-two team in the country, and then men's basketball plays at five o'clock here local time. We'll have minor talk afterward after the basketball matchup. Sal, you be the predictor. Look in your crystal ball. Do we lead the show talking basketball or do we lead the show talking football on Saturday? And I think you know, you can catch my drift of where I'm going for football.
1: I I think no matter how well one team performs and i have my mind made up on who um the talk is going to be about the other one I, I i think it's football it's a wow i, I think it's going to be a football dominated minor talk more so to speak i'll say this if okay. it was utep bradley after um uh utep liberty so to speak i think okay utep bradley would probably be more a higher topic of discussion but um, I think they have the upper hand against uh, Loyola Marymount, and, okay. and for football, there's a lot to uh, a, a lot more <laughs> questions can be asked, uh, knowing that the season's over. So, okay, specific.
0: all right, I love it. Hey, uh, our broadcast is brought to you by the Oscar Adieta Agency. Thanks, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our staff here. Happy Thanksgiving to Zay, to Alberto, to Sal Montes. Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners out there. Hope they have a wonderful holiday break. We'll be back in action in two, da- two days from today actually a day and a half from today i should say uh utep falls in the championship round of the socal challenge Bra- bradley defeats them 63 59 here as we close it out for sal for alberto for zay i'm adrian Bratis saying so long and thanks for listening to minor talk presented by the australia at the agency right here on 600 espn el paso